0: You have some type of conflict or dispute going on with somebody It might be major might be minor could be a friend relative co worker spouse who knows, but we're going to talk about disputes and conflicts and how to get out of one if you're backed into a corner, and some news about how some high profile people are doing this you can copy. Of course, we're going to talk about electric vehicles. There's a major crisis in that market and also something we don't talk about here a lot. but we're familiar with is commercial insurance, business insurance. There are some major companies pulling insurance policies from companies, and that could affect you as a consumer. Of course, if you're a business owner, it can affect you there as well. And last, we're gonna talk about the home construction industry. What dangers might be lurking in the background for general contractors and building that might affect the real estate market? But first, as promised, we're gonna talk about conflicts and with conflicts you're going to find that in any particular point in your life you're going to have some level of discomfort unhappiness maybe you know sleepless nights because you have a dispute going on with somebody maybe the other person doesn't know about it maybe you are just pent up beef with them maybe it's something major maybe it's a lawsuit or pending lawsuit litigation maybe it's a divorce maybe it's an employment dispute family turmoil. This is something we're going to talk about here specifically. You would think that families don't have conflicts because they're on the same page. Some of the biggest conflicts we see come within families, family members fighting. It could be maybe a probate. Somebody died and people are fighting over the money. It may be a divorce. Maybe it's a child visitation thing. Maybe you're just having an internal conflict about a difficult decision. Just hearing that first 10 or 15 seconds of this video, I'll bet you're imagining some conflict that you're having and it's making you cringe, it's making you tense up, it's making you feel pain that you have to deal with this. You just want to live your life. You just want to be happy and like sail through life and not have to worry about what's going on with this other person. Is it going to be a problem? Are you going to win? Are you going to lose? So you don't have to get into details, but in the comments below, put some reactions to what comes up when you think about conflict. the most common people that you might be fighting with are spouse, relationship partner, coworker, neighbors, a lot of times, neighbors are sources of conflict because you live right near each other. And whether the dog's barking or the kid leaves their toys in your yard, or maybe their fence is an ugly color, who knows? There's many neighbor problems that comes up. Maybe there's too much noise coming from their visitors to their house. Any of this sound familiar? It could be in an employment scenario, could be your boss, could be a coworker. Maybe if you are a boss, maybe it's one of your employees. It's just tough to deal with. What are the most common things that conflicts are about? Uh, A lot of times they're about money, right? We all fight about money. Who deserves it? Who's supposed to get it? Supposed to get a raise, taking too much, not fair. Settlement is lopsided. The distribution should be different. Sometimes a conflict is about trust. You thought that somebody was going to do something, and they didn't. You thought you can count on them, but you didn't. They promised to do one thing, did something else. These trust conflicts could be very informal. Just maybe a family member was supposed to give you a ride, and they didn't. Or it could be very formal, like a contract with a business. You agreed in a contract to do something. They didn't live up to the contract. Maybe it was a promise that was made that wasn't fulfilled. These disagreements start out small, but they escalate and they fester and they kind of eat away at you over time. You worry about it, can't sleep at night. So what do you do? You don't want to just give up and let the other side win. That's not fair, right? You don't want to just let them do something that's unreasonable. But on the other hand, you may not like conflict. You might avoid conflict. So what do you do? You just kind of pretend it doesn't exist, stick your head in the sand, and the other person basically gets away with it. There's another option. You don't have to do either one of those things. You don't have to fight them, but you also don't have to just surrender either. You wanna conquer that dispute either by winning or dissolving it, and dissolving it doesn't mean walking away from it. It doesn't mean surrendering, white flag, right? Normally, the reason that conflicts escalate And don't worry, we're going to talk about EVs and housing market and this insurance crisis that you really want to know about. We'll get to that. And some of it's related to conflict. The biggest reason is pride, either yours or the other person, right? You're too proud to say you're sorry, or you're too proud to tell the other person that they should be sorry. Maybe you're too proud to ask for the compensation you're supposed to get. You feel like they're supposed to give it to me. I shouldn't have to ask. That ever come to your head? Do you ever think I shouldn't have to ask? If that's a familiar phrase, let us know. Just like this. I shouldn't have to ask. Does that seem reasonable to you? If somebody promised something, you shouldn't have to ask for it again. Very famous line in The Godfather. The consigliere, Tom Hagen goes to see the movie producer. Ask for a favor. And he says, no. He says, anything else. You can ask for anything else. And Tom Hagen says, Godfather never asked for another favor once he's rejected in the first one. So you don't want to ask for something if you've already been rejected. So how do you escape this? Well, in many ways, you have to de-escalate it. You have to take the pride and, and the vengeance out of the equation. You probably have pride and vengeance, whether you know it or not. The other person does, right? They're out to get you. They don't want to seem like they're weak. They don't want to seem like they're giving up. Neither do you, for that matter. So how do you dissolve that? Well, you can either do it through diplomacy just between the two of you and say, well, you know, this isn't really good, but I'm willing to do this. A lot of times if you give an inch, the whole thing will disintegrate. And you'll go away. In most cases, the actual conflict underneath all this is actually not that much. Two people might think they're this far apart, but 80% of the dispute is really already in agreement you just don't know it because you you're blinded by not being able to talk to one another so many times what you can do is open your eyes get rid of the, the hate or the vengeance that you had towards the other person and just kind of see it like what really is going on here what's the objective thing ideally if it's a big enough case or a big enough issue you get a third party to step in you get a unbiased what's called neutral party could be a mediator, could be a friend, could be formal, not formal. How and why does this work? Well, let's look at a couple examples. First of all, here is big news from the celebrity gossip columns. It's from TMZ. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie could not be more iconic celebrities, gossip celebrities. They had a winery dispute, and they settled it out of court. How did they do that? Well, they have all kind of filings in this long long winery battle but they finally agreed that they want to do it out of court and they want to do mediation settle their dispute this is the winery look at this french vineyard chateau right they've agreed to mediation as a means they've been locked in this battle for years i guarantee you you watch the news this story came out when 727 today you watch the news and you see how it gets resolved, because I can guarantee you that most of the dispute over this winery, who knows what it is. I don't really care what it is. It's already agreed to, but they have just such dug in their heels, lying in the sand that they can't see each other. Whoever the mediator is, will just step in, find all the things they already agree on, and there'll be a neutral third party. It won't be somebody trying to get over on the other person that this mediator is going to be equally. Trying to assist both parties, it'll get resolved that fast, guaranteed. So this is a big deal. This is a multi-million dollar high celebrity case. What about a case that maybe hits more closer to home? What about something like family? Here is adult children navigating caregiver issues. So this is a scenario where, you know, you and your siblings have different ideas about how your elder parents should be taken care of. Should they go to nursing home? Should they have home care? Should they Have one of the children take care of them. And everybody has different ideas. Look, everybody in a family has different priorities, different motivations, different lives. And so how to deal with the parents is a tough one, right? Are there any services you recommend that can help families resolve elder parent caregiving problems? A six year old father diagnosed with Alzheimer's, arguing about how to handle his needs, right? Answer, hire an elder care mediator. It's very straightforward. This is something where a family can resolve this conflict and it's going to be good for everybody. First of all, the parents are going to get the care that they need rather than just sitting back and watching the kids fight over it, going back and forth. The second thing is it'll keep from this dispute fracturing the family. Look, these children have lived together as a family. And until they were in their teens, 10, 15 years, they have existed as a family unit for at least 20 years if they're old enough to have parents that are elder they're going to be in their 30s or 40s at least so that's how long this family's been together do you want to have it all go away over some fight over how to do something that like people are trying to do the right thing they're trying to give care to their parents and it's not going well so you don't want to have this escalate to where it becomes a permanent can't go back can't say you can't unsay the words permanent fracture of the family you don't want to go the rest of your life not being friends with your siblings third party can help because if you just try to do it between yourself you're going to have difference of opinion you're going to have different priorities a third party can help sort through those so there's one example at a very high level brad pitt angelina jolie and one at a low level just a regular everyday family You probably have something in between or maybe something not even that serious. Maybe you have a neighbor who just won't stop, you know, putting their coffee grounds in the garden that's between your two yards. Maybe you have a coworker that won't stop putting incense in the break room. Something stupid like that. A lot of times if you approach it directly and they don't respond or they don't fix the problem, now it escalates. Now you're going to be mad. You're not going to know how to fix it. You're not going to have the tools to to navigate it. And now you're going to be passive aggressive, be mean to the person, and it's going to create a toxic environment or at least a unpleasant environment. So you don't have to hire a formal professional mediator. You can get a third party, maybe another coworker or another neighbor to say, hey, what can we do about this? Right? I noticed this. How can we handle that? You can get a third party that's not that high level of a, of a thing. So make a long story short, I'll bet I'm predicting the future that everybody listening to this right now on whatever channel, YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, all of our channels, it's distributed everywhere, can can think of at least one, probably more than one conflict dispute in your life that you wish didn't exist. If you wish it didn't exist, make it go away. Don't let it fester. Don't let it build up because all it's going to do is get worse. And all those weeks, months, maybe years that go by with that conflict still hanging out there, just going to eat away at you. And it's going to take away from you living life. So use some of these tools and you can check out our website, we just took it off the screen telemediator to help navigate from that. So like we always say, it's a broken record. But it's a thing, EVs are piling up on dealers lots. Piling up on dealers' lots, despite massive taxpayer subsidies. Look, we saw a deal the other day where a new Jeep Wrangler, new Jeep Wrangler, had a sticker price of like sixty thousand some odd dollars. This is a hybrid EV called a 4xe Wrangler. We saw a deal that came by email, and they're taking this Wrangler, sixty thousand dollars, and they have a dealer discount of like five of five thousand dollars. They have a factory discount of like and a federal tax saving that the dealer, the factory is going to take right off the bat when you buy it, you don't have to wait for your tax return of $7,500. You're talking almost $15,000 off the bat of 60,000 that puts it in the mid 40s. And that's less than what a used one would cost. So there are people that are trading in used jeeps getting a new one for like no money out of pocket, you have to structure the financing a certain way. And they're still not selling them. How much are they backing up? Well, there are 92,000 EVs currently sitting on dealers lots. That's a 342% increase from a year ago. That's a big deal. That is a huge, huge deal. It's, it's something you don't hear about a lot. It's a 92 day supply, three month worth of EVs, twice the industry average piling up on dealers lots. Why is that? Well. It may be perception. It may be that consumers don't really see the value benefit for them to buy an EV. I'll bet you have an opinion about that. If you do, I'm sure everybody wants to hear it. I bet it's a strong opinion. You either love them or hate them. Nobody's in between on EVs. Maybe someday they'll be selling like hotcakes. Maybe they'll be flying off the lots. Right now, though, they are not flying off the lots. So that's a very serious consideration to think about when you're looking at the car market. What is also flying off the lots? Well, it has to do with, guess what? Real estate. And the thing with real estate is new homes. That's the big story. This story seems like it's about housing shortage, right? And it is, it talks about how, you know, people, there are not enough houses to go around and people are homeless and, You know that's that's a thing we read about all the time renters don't have enough money to pay the bills right but the the news from this that's buried more than halfway down is there's housing stock problems national shortage of builders rising materials costs and stagnant incomes so but this is the takeaway national shortage of builders and rising materials costs it's gonna take a long time to undo decades of underbuilding, national shortage of builders, and underbuilding. Put those two things together. What does that tell you? Right now, today, there's a national shortage of builders. We'll talk about that. For the last decades, there has been underbuilding. What does that mean? That means we're already short homes right now. Where there's a shortage of homes that are built, and there's also a current shortage of builders. What that means is. The shortage of homes isn't going to change anytime soon, right? You don't magically create all these new building companies. How do we know this? Well, guess what? We are one. You see in the link below secure buildings. Mm-hmm. We are a licensed general contractor. We're in the building industry. We see what's going on in the industry. First of all, there's not a lot of building companies out there as there used to be. There's some large national builders, KB, GL Homes, all the national building companies. They're out there but there's also a segment of new home building and remodeling and additions that comes from smaller regional builders and the problem with that is the regional builders have the same problem as the national builders employees there are most places in the country that even if you are a builder and you want to build a new house for somebody you can't get employees to build a house framers roofers insulation electrical contractors, plumbing contractors, excavation companies, you can't get employees to work in any of those trades. And if you can't get the workers, you can't do the work. In some parts of the country, many of those trades are paying 50 $60 an hour, and they still can't get help. They maybe get somebody shows up a day or two, and then they disappear, or they're unreliable $50 $60 an hour, you can make a couple 1000 a week, easily as a builder as a as a Laborer for a builder, if you are reliable. If you show up for work nine to five, do a good job, not causing trouble, you can make a couple grand a week as a builder easily, if not more in some places, because there, there's nobody out there. So that national shortage of builders is still an issue. And decades of underbuilding is like a built up, pent up deficiency of homes is that causing homelessness? I don't know if that's the biggest reason for homelessness. It may be, but it is a reason for the fact that housing prices are up because first of all, nobody wants to sell their old house because they are holding on clinging to that low interest rate. New homes can't build them fast enough. There's already a backlog. There's already a shortage. There's already a kind of a waiting list for new homes in most areas and new homes. You can't just spool up that fast. You have to get permits. You have to do site work and it doesn't happen automatically it doesn't happen instantly so what are you seeing in your area do you see new homes going up are they going up as fast as they used to be last subject this is a big deal this is a very very big deal in california california is always the canary in the coal mine isn't it they're always the first one that sees this liberty mutual major company you see the commercials liberty 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 right is halting business owner's policy it's called a bop business owner's policy and They're halting them in California. Current policies will not be renewed after December. So if you're a business owner, look, it's more than halfway through the year. If your policy is gonna be up, you're done in six months. Discontinue its business owner policies in California. I'm sure it's not the only place they are gonna do it. Regularly assess our position in every market to ensure we're delivering competitive, innovating product. What does that mean? It means it's not worth it. Why wouldn't you just sell them? Well, because you have to be able to have enough money from the incoming premium payments to pay out claims and if your premium payments aren't enough to pay out claims because the claims are too high well you can't just keep selling policies and you might say well why not raise the premiums well there's a couple problems with that first of all if the premiums are too high the customer's not going to buy it and you might say well what if they have to buy insurance well they might have to but there's another problem the california insurance commissioner has to approve your rate increases and if they don't approve it you can't increase the rates which means you're not going to have money to pay premiums which means you have to get out of the market even if you wanted to stay in the market if the california insurance commissioner looks at your books and says you don't have enough money to pay claims you have to shut down they'll shut you down anyway so they're doing this in advance insurance company will no longer offer business owners policy called a bop would not be renewing its current book of business But the BOP is the most common type of pre-formed policy. If you are an insurance agent, this creates a problem. If you sell Liberty Mutual, what else are you going to sell? Well, here's the story about an independent brokerage is trying to still stay alive through consolidation. A lot of insurance companies are merging with other companies. This company is still rapidly growing. The big factor for them, top talent right? 20% growth is because employee growth broadens opportunities for clients. They have 500 new clients just last year, playing offense, making vigorous effort to bring first rate talent. That's the key is talent. See how they have a picture of the people. That's the most important part of insurance is having great people in your agency. So that's what's happening in insurance. Last thing is Chubb major insurance company talking about AI, we talk about AI on this channel. He's predicting a claims and underwriting impact for AI. He shared how the insurance company is looking to AI uh, and set out that despite breathless rhetoric, the emerging technology will will take time to have an impact. AI is not going to magically transform insurance. It's going to take years. They're investing in it, investigating it, but it's going to take time because you don't want to throw insurance underwriting into AI and then find out later that the AI was wrong. AI has already been wrong about many things. So they may use it for automation, they may use it for maybe claims filing, but to do it for underwriting, that could be a recipe for disaster. Again, this is kind of advanced stuff with insurance, but it does trickle down and affect you because for employment in insurance agencies, it could be the AI takes over jobs for policy pricing the algorithm could price things too high or too low and that could affect coverages so whether or not you're in insurance or not keep an eye on these developments look liberty mutual pulling out a commercial how are you going to get insurance if you're a small business as always tell us what you'd like to hear about we'd like to use your feedback to put these things in place part of the reason we talked about mediation earlier is we had some of our viewers tell us that they've seen our stories about mediation and they want to find out how to deal with conflict, how to deal with you know, potential difficulties and disputes in their life. Give you a little sneak peek. We have a new business model coming out. We'll put a link in the comments for getting some therapeutic assistance for conflict, not just mediation, but helping you work through it. Your comments below. Check out our channels Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, even. As much as we hate that, we're still doing TikTok, and we'll see you on the next.